Hi guys, Nathan here from Headbangers. Today we've got a very special episode. Today we've got Chad from Frozen Soul. Now, if you haven't heard of Frozen Soul before, then you've been living under the rock because they're one of the best death metal bands going at the moment. Um, we talk a lot about on how they've sort of seen the publicity, the new album, as well as just like him coming into his own as a vocalist within the last like a few years or so and really, really honing in on, on what he wants to go for in his style, which was really interesting to talk about. Me and Brad have been massive fans of Frozen Soul um, for quite a while now. So yeah, it's been great. Have, it was great having him on. Um, now, don't forget, if you like the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe the video for more updates and for more uploads. We also have all the social media that you could want uh, everywhere. It's Headbangers Podcast, except for Twitter, where it's Headbangers Pod One. Now, also, don't forget to like, leave a rating if you listen to stream, us on streaming services, because it really does help us out. Now, without any further ado, here's the episode. Welcome back to the Headbangers Podcast, where you host Nathan and Brad. Here today we're joined by Chad from Frozen Soul. How are you doing, man, to start off with? Yeah, good, man. Doing good. Glad to be here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just want to start off with like a little icebreaker question. Um, what's your funniest tour story that you can recall? My funny, my funniest horror story? Uh, tour story, but it might be a horror story. Oh, tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, tour story. Oh, fuck, man. Um, Honestly, like, I don't know, funniest tour story uh is as man god damn dude this, that's you got you got to narrow it down for me a little bit like what what kind of topic are we looking for because <laughs> i've done a lot there's a lot of stories man but uh um funniest man like off the top of my head i i don't know man just like getting fucking absolutely hammered in denver um this past uh this past tour um it was uh it was just absolutely crazy uh i don't know i don't have like a specific story in my head right now man i don't know <laughs> we uh it was my birthday and uh and i just like we got this um we have a buddy that works for uh this company called monaco and uh he had like 16 pallets of this this drink monaco delivered to us and uh it was my birthday and my brother was there and so just decided to go ham and I was like, I'm going to drink a couple and a couple turned into like 15 and these are like two shots per can. So they're like uh, cocktails in a can, uh, insane lethal. And, uh, yeah. And we all just got fucking annihilated. And, uh, so did all, most all the other bands on the tour too. So, uh, we ended up going to an arcade and like could barely walk across the street afterwards. Like it was just insane. Um, but I don't know. I don't really have, I can't think of any like super funny stories, man. Um, lots of badass ones and stuff like meeting idols and playing in front of huge crowds and stuff that we never thought we'd get to do. But, uh, you know, it's usually like pretty, pretty chill. There's like some horror stories, you know, dealing with stuff that, uh, you know, happen that, you know, flat tires, and, you know, uh, getting so sick you got to cancel a show or something like that but uh yeah other than that i don't know <laughs> how do you like because this is something that i've always wanted to like, ask bands is like how do you like cope with the hangover knowing that like you've got like a show the next day because when i get a hangover i need to just lay on my sofa and just like not move <laughs> like i just i'm absolutely comatose what's your cure yeah i mean i 
my cure starts before the hangover happens. <laughs> I really try, dude, I try hard not to get hangovers, man, because I really feel it when I, when I have it, I'm being like, I'm not, I'm not a 20 year old anymore, you know? So it's like, I, I just can't, I can't do it. I don't, I'm, I, and I'm this, I'm, I'm kind of a square when it comes to, to drinking and stuff. Like I, uh, I don't drink before I play. Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't do anything like that before I have to get on stage because like, it's already hard enough for a big guy like me, you know, like I'm not the most fit guy on the planet by the furthest definition from that as possible. And so like, I can't, you know, I can't risk like getting hung over and stuff before I play or else like I can't perform. And then like, I just like ruin it for everybody that's there to see us and stuff. So, um, but as far as like my actual cure for a hangover, it's literally just like get as fucking absolutely blasted as you want. And then just drink a fuckload of water right before you go to sleep. Like Smart. I'm talking like literally like nine bottles of water before you go to bed, you'll like wake up and have to pee. Like you've never peed your entire life before, but like you won't have a hangover. You'll feel like way more rejuvenated or nowadays just liquid iv i don't know have you guys had liquid iv before no it's not nah, hard haven't. to get into the in the uk to be fair dude it's um, crazy it's like crazy it, it it is like the ultimate way to like fix hydration issues and it's no joke like i've always hated gatorades and stuff like that never mess with that stuff but like dude liquid iv it saved all of us on tour because um, we'll just be super exhausted going 100 miles an hour um, and then hit a liquid IV and you're good. Um, even back in uh, 2022, when we were on tour dying fetus. I got like this crazy stomach bug when we were in Vancouver. And um, like it was the worst day of my life. Like that is a fucking tour horror story right there. <laughs> that is the worst. It's the worst day of my entire life. I I actually thought to myself before I stepped on stage that this was the day I was going to die. I literally thought that. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck this. Fuck it. Like, if this is how I'm going out, this is the way I should go out. And I was, I mean, I was dead fucking serious in my head because I was so dehydrated. I could barely see. Um, it was like, I've never been that dehydrated. We're living in Texas, working outside, you know, 12 hours in the heat, sweating all day with little water you know, like I've, I've had extreme heat exhaustion before to where my whole body was cramping and stuff. Um, but this was like next fucking level. Um, because, um, I got sick. John got sick from dying fetus. Uh, Alex had gotten sick. I think it actually started with Alex, uh, from undeath and, uh, and like, it just like passed around this crazy stomach bug. And, uh, I'll never forget like two hours before we played, I was like fucking throwing up like crazy. And uh, I mean, I'm talking like <laughs> violently throwing up. Like everyone was like, yo, do we need to cancel today? Do you need to go to the hospital? Cause I mean, I'm in the back of the van, right? On East Hastings street, the worst street in the entire world, uh, by the way. Um, and people are just like banging heroin right next to our van and stuff. And then like, um, I'm just fucking like, projectile vomiting all over the place it's all over me it's all over the van it's all over the ground like it's insane and then um then i like i got like crazy fucking diarrhea like dude it's like it's disgusting oh, dude. it was terrible 
I was so dehydrated by the time we got on stage that like I couldn't see anything. We played our set. I like took my shirt off on stage because I was like just dying, man. Um, and then afterwards, I don't even really remember everything that happened. I just know that I went side stage and I literally had to lay down on a couch with my like all pretty much all my clothes off and just like I was just shaking. Like I just remember shaking and trying to drink water and like just being like at that point in my head where I was like, okay, should I call, should we call an ambulance right now? Am I, does this make me look really stupid? Like, do I, am I weak? Like, am I like, is this, this is super embarrassing. Should we, should I do this? And then people are stopping by all of Chelsea grin, all of, you know, dying fetus, like the rest of the band, like, you know, they're all like, just, just give us the word. Like you need an ambulance. Like, cause I mean, I was like, fucking gone i was it was bad and then the next day we had to cancel seattle um and i just banged a liquid iv all day all all day and then was good as new a day later like like nothing had ever happened because it's like some of these <laughs> yeah dude seriously like it's amazing like this stuff is like st- this stuff is like um is like is like amazing so it works for like being super sick I, and it's 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 funny because i know that whole that's a whole giant story that kind of ties in fucking tour story and care for hangover in one but like liquid iv it's a tall horror like, story though for real yeah you need to fucking <laughs> smuggle it over there all right because that's that's like the best thing in the world for me at least like it it like and all i mean it's a, it's amazing so that's my ultimate cure but yeah drinking a ton of fucking water if you don't have that you know you bang you just get some fucking taco bell or something and just like and drink a bunch of water and you're never gonna have a hangover like you know i've just had those one few moments in my life where like i drank way too much and just lost control and didn't care and then i regretted it the entire next day or my stomach my stomach's so sour that it's like if anything touches it if I swallow my spit and it touches my fucking stomach. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up, you know? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I don't want to, I'm too old for that shit, man. Too old for that. I've been, I've been there now. now <laughs> I'm like, I, I yeah. couldn't do that to save my life. Like, yeah. like I always message Brad, like, like being like, was I like bad last night? And he's there, like, I didn't even know. He said, but to me, I'm there like, I was like, I would definitely, I was definitely really bad. <laughs> I, I'm there. Like, I'm like, I was definitely really bad last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I've been in those stages so many times. Um, one thing I wanted to sort of ask you is like, when I first mm-hmm. sort of heard about you guys is when you released uh, Crypt of Ice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since those two years of even just releasing that, you've propelled to like a completely different level in sort of size and, and growth. Um, and I just wanted to sort of ask you like, mm-hmm. what, was like the feeling and what like of that and how was it felt as a band for you guys um looking back on it now <clears> as well and as sort of like what was your first like inclination that you you know like you were sort of getting some traction when that was happening mm, i mean with the you know with this whole with this band man like um there's kind of been something there um since like the inception of the band um I was in bands and stuff beforehand. I met a bunch of people, um, you know, and, and like really, I mean, we've worked really hard. We've, we've stayed moving and stuff, but like at the end of the day, like this, 
like the music industry and stuff and just everything it all starts like locally you know it starts with like going to shows and making friends and you know just like just fucking loving it and so i wasn't ever i don't think any of us were ever really focused on like like you know popularity or anything like that so it wasn't actually till recently that i i don't know man that i even really started thinking about that stuff um because like this is just what i love and you know the traction was there but like we kind of didn't believe it honestly i mean that's the truth like we are just so focused on writing and so focused on like you know playing shows and touring and stuff that like you know we see a little bit of like, oh, you know, people are asking to see us. People like us. So let's tour. So like instead of like thinking about like, wow, people like us, like that's crazy. We're just like, all right, let's tour, you know, and we just like keep going and it keeps getting better and better each time. And that just makes us want to do better and stuff. But, you know, um, this is something I say to everybody like in every interview that I, that I do when something like this gets brought up, it's like, <clears throat> it's, it's crazy, man, because like I'm 37 years old, you know, I'm not a little kid. And like, I've been doing this since I was like 17. Mm -hmm. So like, I've been trying to like play in bands and loving this and listening and learning, and you know, and, and idolizing a lot of my heroes. And, and it's the same with pretty much everyone else in this band. And, and so it's like a lot of people are like, man, how do you deal with the, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the extra attention you're getting or something. And it's just like, you know, a lot of the times, man, like I, I don't even think about it, you know, like, because like, that's not something that's ingrained in me to like, think about, you know, what's ingrained in me is to just like, keep fucking moving, you know, because this is all I know how to do. You know, this is the only thing I've ever put a hundred percent of my being into. And that goes the same with pretty much the rest of the band too. So it's like, you know, it's not until it's in your face that you have to, you know, have to think about it. Um, but, you know, I had some pretty awesome people in my life, you know, when we signed the, the re or right before we signed a century media and stuff that like helped give me guidance and talk to me a little bit about like some stuff. And one of them's like Eric from gate creeper. Uh, he's like one of my best friends and he really helped me like um, see the stuff that was happening and understand it and like let it into me, you know, uh, because like, I just, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to think, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to write some death metal or whatever. <clears throat> but he's just like, no, nah, man, like you've worked hard. Like you deserve it. Like let it sink in. Like, enjoy the moment you know enjoy it and you know i still have the same conversations you know with him like later on like something crazy will happen and i'll like text him and we'll start talking about it i'll just be like dude this is fucking awesome and so then i have to sit there and think like holy fuck man this is awesome <laughs> you know instead of being always like trying to think about okay what to write next what to do next what what what's the next move like i'm always trying to think of what the next move is like my time's running out you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to like sit there and like smell the roses, you know, and like enjoy it and just like let it sink in and really have a thought about it. Um, so it wasn't until recently, like I said, when I like really started delving into it 
and talking and uh, I had a, a little freak out moment pretty recently because we've got some like really huge tours coming and like some things that are just like <sighs> way bigger than I thought anything I'd ever be a part of, you know, and I just, and so I'm just sitting there like, yo, is this like, is this real? Like, is this, <laughs> should this actually be happening to us? You know, like just little thoughts like that, you know, um, you know, I, in, in a world of so many amazing bands, you know, um, that do so many crazy things and some that, I, I mean, a lot that I'm just like, wow, they do just so much better than us, you know? And, and I, and I, I don't always try and be like, uh, you know, this band's better than this band or we're better than, I don't really, I'm not, I don't try to think like that. You know, it's, I just try to do what we do. And, uh, but sometimes it sneaks in where you're just like, fuck man, like why us, you know? And, uh, and whatnot. So it's been, it's been crazy. It's been hard to adjust to, but you know, the, luckily we just, we've got so many people on our side, you know, friends and family and stuff that support us. And, you know, as more cool stuff starts happening, like, it's just like, <clears throat> it's becoming more of like a, this is just life. It's just a way of life. So it's like, it's, I'm starting to easily adjust to the new things happening, you know, because I'm like trying to like let it in my heart, you know, instead of just believing that I'm, you know, uh, instead of like letting the imposter syndrome, like take over, you know, um, and just like let it in. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're all adjusting as it comes. It's, it's, it's sometimes hard to believe, but, uh, but we're fucking, we're, we're moving. It's, it's really well cool shit like two Thanks, instant man. classics like and you know you can tell that you guys have put so much effort in like especially like right out the gate with you know crypt of Isis, you know, that whole album is just absolutely a masterpiece and you guys followed it up with also another masterpiece like you can tell that you guys are truly passionate and you know this is whole wave now of like new death metal bands kind of like what happened to thrash like you know when this is kind of coming out you know, i'm not saying that death metal was dead but like it's more alive than ever now thanks to bands like you and death and tribal gears and all these amazing bands um how did you guys like find your signature sound like you said that you've been obviously in this industry you've been working hard for like all these years like how did frozen soul because you've got a very unique sound like nobody sounds like frozen soul um you've got the you know the unique blend of old school death metal and hardcore and all these little nitpicks in there um did you just like play and this is what came out or tell me more i mean <laughs> no I, I mean it's fair like i i mean it, it's like <laughs> you know, it's funny you asked that question and I, I really like appreciate questions like that. And the reason why is because like we do have like the select people out there that are just like this band's just a bolt thrower reincarnation, like blah, 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 blah. And don't get me wrong, like <clears throat> bands like bolt thrower, obituary, mortician, those bands are like huge influences on the, on our band. Um, and we would not be doing what we do without them because that's what we like to listen to. And like at the end of the day, like when you're in a band, um, you're not in a band to make money. You're not in a band to get popularity. You're not in a band for any of that stuff because usually being in a band doesn't get you those things. <laughs> oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. it's like, it's like you're in a band because you genuinely want to play music that you love to listen to you know 
So it's always read comments and stuff like that. And it never bothers me because a lot of it's positive. You know, a lot of it's like, wow, this is like, <clears throat> holy crap. I never thought I'd get to see Bolt Thrower again. This is a cool band that sounds kind of like Bolt Thrower. It's awesome that I can get to like have that sound again when I thought I lost it. Um, but it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like we're just writing dude, we're just, we're just writing the music that we love and we have a specific way that we like to do it. And, you know, um, it's death metal. Like it's death metal. It's old school style death metal. Like I love old school style death metal. So does Michael. It's like, we're, we're going to write the kind of music that we like, that we like to listen to and that we want to hear. And like in doing that and playing band, playing in bands for so long, you kind of learn not to tread on other people like too much. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to write a bolt thrower record, you know? I, I mean, like <clears throat> we're going to write stuff that's in our hearts, but like through the scope of somebody who likes that style of stuff. So it's going to sound, you know, kind of similar in that sense. But with the way me and Michael work, especially we're very meticulous with like not ripping bands off. We listen to like all the newer wave bands because we're friends with a lot of them and we love their music and we love, we love like the style, like we love the resurgence, you know? Um, so like, we'll listen. And if we hear something like, Oh, something we've been writing sounds too much like this out of like the love and consideration for like other people doing their, their, their passion, we, we change it, you know, like, we we change it and then we spent do we have 20 different versions of all the songs 20 different versions of every song on glacial domination because we'd write a song and be like is that too much like a bog song change it oh i think i hear an undeath riff change it like you know what i mean oh i think that's a bolt thrower riff change it like before you know it it's just a completely different part it doesn't even all sound these anything. like new air bands like yourself though and, and you know like undeath and stuff like that the reason why you guys are so good is because you don't sound like the old school death metal bands like there's a lot there's a lot of great death metal but there's a lot of bands that do sound like other bands which fair mm -hmm. enough if that's what you want to do but i think that's yeah, the reason fine. why you guys are amazing because you, you don't sound like them yeah like we we and it's in like you know it all it all boils down to like our love for this stuff you know like i can't i i can't do something that sounds just like something that someone else did because i'm like why would i want to play that i could just i would rather just go listen to them do you know so it's like we try and like still like still show what we love but like do our own thing at the same time you know it's like one of my biggest um influences is you know is carl's vocals like but in the beginning i didn't know how to do any sort of death metal vocals or anything like that i had never really done vocals before so you know i had to kind of figure it out and all i had was is like well you know you know will it's you know tardy like those are the styles that I really like mixed with, you know, uh, hardcore like integrity, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I was like, I got to figure it out. And then, you know, as you start to do it, you just kind of come into where it's just the stuff that you're doing is just natural. You know, like at this point, I don't even think about a style at all when I'm doing vocals. It just, <laughs> dude, whatever comes out is what comes out. Like I don't really try anymore. Oh, like yeah. I don't, I don't try to do this crazy stuff. You know, it's just like, this is me. It's me. You know, it's like I'm in the moment when I'm doing it. So, and that's, 
you know, that's what I love about old school death metal. That's what I love about heart, old school hardcore and stuff is like a lot of it's like in the moment style stuff, you know? Um, and so like, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's all of that together is sort of like how we have, um, how we have gotten to like where we are with our sound, you know? And, uh, you know, I appreciate you saying that, like, you know, it sounds like, you know, our own thing because we, we really have, we've really tried to make it our own thing, you know? And, um, you know, I love any opinions that anybody has, like, you know, I, I don't ever hold anything against like people that are like, this band sounds like this or people call us cold thrower and stuff like that. And I think it's funny, um, because I fucking, I love bolt thrower, man. They're like, they're my favorite death metal band. Uh, forever will be so uh but uh but yeah i'm i'm you know it's uh it's it's been a road to get like where we are you know both like with the band and our sound so it's cool to hear you say you know that that's how you feel we uh oh yeah that that I mean, you like it like the sound and stuff like that oh yeah me, I, like uh, me and me and brad have both been like pretty big fans of you for like a while oh yeah um, just because like we we both love death metal and um and everything like and and hardcore because i you i sort of discovered you guys when i was sort of sort of transitioning out of like being like oh i only listen to metal to then like being like wonder what the hardcore scene's like and i remember like how you's having like the sort of like groovier riffs and and no sort of sections as well like yeah it made me go oh you can have both yeah i mean i was like you can't have one of the you don't have to just have one or the other yeah Um, and that's what i think made me like sort of go towards you guys more because it was like what i'm familiar with but also what I, I like currently as well yeah yeah man hardcore is like uh hardcore is like really fucking awesome in its in its in its essence like you know the the freedom of movement and like and just the the vibes that the whole genre gives uh sonically uh is just awesome and you know i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing at all if it wasn't for hardcore man like it's i (laughs) i suggest everybody you know regardless if you like the moshing styles or whatever kind of lame shit people kind of try to bring up the music there's nothing like it there's nothing like it there's nothing like it and and you know and if you get into it if you can get into it and actually move with the music um you you'll see that you'll oh, see man. it i mean yeah, you'll see it yeah I, and, I i brought all my friends to hardcore shows when i started going like i started going to more local shows and i was like guys you've got to come and like brad and like all my other friends were like yeah but the moshing man it, it's a bit it's a bit like i don't know and i'm like honestly once you go you get it yeah I was like, once, once you go you get it and then you go man i want to go to yeah. more shows like that yeah, like I'll never forget like the first time that I moshed, man. Um like the first time that I moshed, I think it was um it was a mixed bill uh with um a band called Premonitions of War. Um uh, they're like sort of like a metal core hardcore. They were in a weird time in hardcore where it was like it wasn't like the metal core nowadays. It was like more metal than core. Um, but they were like hardcore dudes playing like technical metal, you know, and stuff um, with like breakdowns. Uh, and um, and there was a band called Misery Signals that was on there and Six Feet Under. 
<laughs> the craziest wow. bill. But it was like <laughs> a weird little local. Open. Yeah, it was like a local metal hardcore festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was actually right before I met a bunch of my friends, my longtime friends. And this was like a long time ago. Um, this is like right before I met all of them. And I'll never forget like the first time I moshed was just because like I was at the show and like I was already listening to, you know, metal and, and stuff like that. And I was just like, I got, I, I was watching and like the, that band Misery Signals played and uh, this was like 2004 or something. This is a long time ago. Um, and uh, I'll never forget like, I was like watching and like the kids were in the pit. Like I was in high school, you know, um, and they were just like throwing their arms back and stuff. And I was like, man, and then like, and it happened at a certain part of a song, you know what I mean? Like the heavy part would happen and like, but I didn't hear the heavy part. I saw the heavy part, you know, like I saw it happen. Like it, that's what changed me forever. Like a spiritual wreck. And then you just like, because I didn't, I, I felt it when I saw it happen. You know, I'm a very like, you know, see it when I, I, I believe it when I see it kind of guy, you know, for a lot of things. So it's like, like if I was just sitting in there in the back with my arms crossed, you know, and I was watching the band and they played this super heavy part, it probably would have felt heavy, you know, but like I saw the fucking kids getting down at that part and they were, they were kids just like me, you know, and it changed my life forever, like forever. And from that point on, I loved hardcore because hardcore was, was the place that had that style of moshing, you know, it was so aggressive, but like not aggressive, but like it was aggressive, but like, you know, they weren't just like beating each other up. Like they were dodging each other and stuff, you know, they were cognizant of each other and I'll, I'll never forget, man. I jumped in. I just jumped in, started throwing my arms back and just like, I don't know, man. I just like felt it, you know? Um, and then I just went down the rabbit hole. And so like, that's followed me, man, my whole life. It's, it's followed me, you know? Um, I used to be that big dude, man, that would just jump off the fucking stage and stuff. And, you know, was known locally for moshing hard, you know, and just moshing to every band and stuff like, you know, and I carry that with me, man, into, into, into metal because, you know, like when I started writing hardcore and stuff, I realized that like, man, I'm just writing, we're just writing metal is what we're doing. Like, this is just metal. It's, it's, it's the metal style guitars. So it's like metal style riffs, but in, in a hardcore lens, you know, to where it's like, it's still like the songs and you can move with it. And, you know, it's meant to move you, whether you're, you got to get shit done. You got to go to the gym. You got to, you know, get through the bullshit ass week that you've got coming at you. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's followed me the whole way and um you can hardcore, see it from the music for metal. Sure. yeah it's like it's there and so you know like i i love i love a lot of different styles of death metal um i love like you know the incantation style stuff and immolation and i love cannibal corpse and and whatnot um and i love bolt thrower i love i love all that kind of stuff but like groove is like what's in my heart you know, it's what's in all of our hearts and it's what is in a lot of people's hearts in Texas, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so like hardcore just like has that, has that fucking movement. 
and you can write a just pure ass death metal record and still have that, you know, still have that, that movement and that power. And uh, that's just like what we try to do, you know? Um, so I, I don't normally like to say like hardcore death metal, you know, that it, it's not about that. It's fucking death metal is what it is, but it's like, but it's, but it's just got movement. It's there to make you feel something, you know, not just stand there with your arms crossed and just be like, yeah, that's heavy. Oh yeah. That's heavy, heavy. No, if it was heavy, you'd be, you'd be doing some crazy shit right now. If it was oh, heavy. You know? agree. And so like, yeah, you know, yeah, sorry. I, I fucking run off with, oh, I, I, I'm a no, talk. No, that's good. It's it's good. Okay. I, run, I run off with this shit. Honestly, like that's the same. how how. I sort of felt when I first went to a hardcore show because it wasn't like I was used to metal shows and like in reality they were quite tame. Do you know I mean you still got like a lot of people like cross arms and you know there'd be a pit, but there were never anything like it was like you felt it sonically, but hardcore just hit differently. Where you like yeah. the entire atmosphere was different because I think because it's more of a niche than metal. I think the people who were there genuinely want to put be there like yeah. crowd bands everyone so when everyone when they see the band that they've wanted to see for ages they'll throw in like extra energy whereas yeah. like you know like a lot of times it's like you know in in the metal scene people will, will might have already seen them at a festival might have already seen them before and they're kind of like yeah no they're cool i'll check them out again and like but hardcore's <laughs> like so niche where it's like you might not be able to get to see that band for a long yeah. while so mm -hmm. make it count while you while you see them, and like yeah. seeing that, I just remember it just being like, I couldn't go back to like how I was before. It like changed. It sounds like like cliches to say, but it did change me as like yeah. a person. Because once I got into that scene, met all like loads of people and people who are now really good friends, like it just changed how I thought about a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. I always like. I don't know, some, some experiences you just can't like share through words, you know, uh, unless someone else has experienced it, you know? Um, but yeah, there's just like, there's just an energy, man, that like we have to have dude. And, uh, I don't know, man, I think probably the second we can't have that energy anymore is the second none of us are going to want to do this, <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh you know? Like none of us are going to want to do it if we can't give the energy that needs to be there, you know? Uh, so, you know, it all goes back to the, that's why I don't get fucking, I don't get hung over before I play, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I, I won't even get fucking wasted the night before. And just like, it's happened. It's happened like once or twice. Um, but like most of the time I'm super cognizant of it. Cause I need to like, if my heart rate's not 250, you know, uh, yeah, my blood. If my blood pressure is not through the fucking roof, you know, while I'm on stage, then I'm not doing it right, you know. Um, and I can't do. I just, you know, it's obviously an exaggeration, but you know, if uh, you know, if if uh, if I can't like give it my all, then like I, you know, it's just it's gonna be bad. So, so it's like you guys have, you know, you've worked as well with some like heavyweights in the genre, like you've worked with like Mahifi, John Gallagher. Like, what's been, like, the craziest and, like, who's been the most fun for you to work with? Not that you can pick favorites, um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Matt. Um, Matt was a great dude to work with. Uh, he, uh, 
it's crazy. Like he kind of like, he kind of awakened something in our band that, uh, that I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really think was there. Like, you know, um, this record was like a bit more pressure, uh, in a sense because it's a follow-up record. So, you know, with that, with the first LP, we re-recorded a bunch of songs, you know, from the demo. It was the debut record on Century Media, so there was a lot of pressure, and the world was shutting down when we were recording it. But, like, at the end of the day, four of the songs on the record were from the demo. So it's like we had a bunch of the slack, uh, you know, um, taken off of the off of off of that process with this one we had to write like a whole new record and we had like a ton of stuff going on um you know we were touring non-stop and you know all that stuff so it's like had a bit more pressure coming from all fronts and um you know matt was there to kind of be like you guys got this like i support you guys i really dig what you're doing you can do this like don't be afraid to you know try new things you know, you want to add solos, add solos. You want to add like higher vocal ranges, go for it. You know, um, he was there to just be like, be yourselves and do what you want to do. Because in order for you to like continue to do this forever, you know, you need to continue to love it, you know, and stuff like that. So he was just there to like really help like instill that in us. Um, Seems like an awesome dude. Dude, yeah. he's fucking amazing. Yeah. He's badass, dude. He's super sick. And and the cool part about it is like he's such like a busy dude, you know. He does this stuff all the time. Like um so to to take time out of his day to work with us like when he's like a full-time Twitch streamer and a full-time dad and you know just a full-time musician touring all over the world. Like, it's crazy, you know. It's awesome. It's crazy cool. Um and yeah, like we went over there and uh, to Florida and pre-proed out nine songs with them. We worked on a couple songs together. It was awesome, man. Like crazy, crazy good dude to work with. Um, you know, uh, I'd say, yeah, it's definitely Heafy for like the the best one that we've worked with. I mean, it's it's cool. Like we've worked, you know, like uh, Reese from Creeping Death and Blake from Power Trip and Fugitive came into the studio and threw down some stuff on. Um, a song on the new record called Arsenal of War. It's a song for my like brother that passed away. Um, so like that was really cool. And then those are my friends. So I've known them forever. So I mean, it's always good working with them uh, in that kind of sense because I've never really gotten to before. Um, and then uh, John Gallagher was like a remote thing. Like he did his thing and sent it in and we put it in the song. Um, but we've toured with him twice now. Um, Going to be three times this summer. Cause I'm pretty, we're playing like six days with them in, in Europe again. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely Heafy though, man. Like he's, Heafy's like super fucking cool dude. And he, he added so much to the record. Uh, and I feel like it really helped make it like special, you know? And in turn, like, I, I mean, he's, he's just, he's become like one of the best friends we could ever ask for, you know? So he's yeah, also helped to me with podcast, other stuff. I'd love to get on yeah. the podcast for sure. Yeah. 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 Like, but hell yeah. Everyone that we spoke to um, about, like, about Matt, like, we spoke to Malev when they worked with him. And, like, the, the, the story is just universal of, like, from, from him, like, he's like the nicest dude. 
no really knows his shit but also just like really like it comes across just in in general where you can tell yeah. this is a guy that's just a fan of the season yeah like yeah and he just happened to be in like trivium like that's the vibe you get from it. it's like oh yeah i didn't expect trivium to be a bit like as big as it is but it is but now i get to help out the the scene that i love yeah um, yeah yeah he's a total he's a total like metalhead loves but he loves hardcore he loves he loves everything man he loves oh man one of the coolest things I like about Heafy is, is like, he fucks with everything. Mm. Yeah. That's really what's does. so cool about it. Like, he likes more mainstream stuff, but he also, like, he follows the guys, like, trying to do that stuff. And he also follows, like, the, the more underground waves and stuff like that. Like, he respects all of those those avenues you know what i mean that's really fucking cool man because most of the time yeah most most of the time people stick to their lane you know and like his he he's a fan of all of the lanes you know and like for somebody who does as much as he does he doesn't have to give a shit about any of that they like trivium has so many fans and like i had never seen well, actually, I take that back. I think I had seen Trivium in like 2008 or something or 2006 or something. It was at this place called Ridgely Metal Fest back in the day. I think I did see them, um, but I could obviously not take it in back then. You know, I was a kid. But uh, but recently when we were on the Napalm Death Tour, um, you know, he invited us because uh, we were playing New York City the same day. He invited us to their show. Dude, let me tell you. I got to witness Trivium's impact on people from the side of the stage, uh, backstage, side stage area. And let me tell you, it was fucking magical. Like, it was magical. Like, I was looking out there and I could see everyone and hear everyone singing the words to his songs. Like, like for a metal band, that's amazing. It's incredible. You know, yeah. That's amazing. Like, that's amazing. And, you know, the only other band that I've been able to see, like, up that close and see that happen was uh, the Black Dahlia Murder mm. on this most recent tour we did. Because there were people that you could hear the crowd singing over the music. Like, they play Funeral Thirst, um, which is, like, one of, off of one of my, like, um, you know, one of my intro records to Death Metal back in the day. Um uh and like dude straight up like you can hear these motherfuckers singing the words it was just like that at the trivium show you know so for somebody who who plays uh to get back to matt you know like somebody who plays what he plays to the diehard fans that he plays to with all the other shit that he's got going on and he still finds time to listen to new bands and care about new bit it's it's fucking amazing he must be nocturnal or something that's why the yeah, guy just, dude, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy man like the dude like no matter what anybody tells you no matter what anybody tells you you have to love it to do that kind of stuff oh to like to take the time to do that you have to love it nobody can pay you to love that nobody can you have to love it because you only have so many hours in the day you know and like he really like takes the time, man, to like pay attention to what everybody's doing, and like, oh, yeah. and and like to support, you know, and like it was awesome. It's good, great. It was it was super good to work with him, and you know, 
super awesome dude. I I genuinely think it's sick as well. Like he doesn't keep it to himself. He if he finds a band great, he'll shout he'll shout them out, put them to a larger audience, take them on Tribune shows with him. He did it to like he's done it to so many bands, and it's like he did he, like you said he doesn't have to do that, but it's like yeah. You could tell he just he loves it. So he's there, like, yeah, of course. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm, it's like I'm just like I'm going to share the wealth. I'm not going to keep it all to myself. Yeah, that's what's yeah, that's yeah, the vibe yeah. I get from him. It's it's great. I wanted to sort of ask you as well in like in terms of like vocals, because I know from like sort of like from doing it myself. You, I know I found when I first died, I would like try to copy or emulate someone that I really looked up to, and then sort of found my own style from there. Who were those people for you? And do you ever like when you're performing? Do you ever still like, in a way, channel them, in a way like on stage? Um, I mean, I would say that like I, I tend to like be a, like a little bit more like in my own zone mm-hmm. nowadays. Like, I don't really. You know, I'll go back to what I said before, man. Like, you know, Dwight Hellion, John Tardy, Carl Willits, hmm. you know, Riley Gale from Power Trip, you know, um, a bunch of my friends, you know, uh, Seth Gilmore from Scourge and Fugitive, like a bunch of those people, like, are always in my head, you know. And they, they're always a piece of me because they're what I've grown in music, like loving and like, you know, some of them, I know them personally, you know, they're my friends and they've always helped influence who I am, you know, as a, as a musician. Um, but like when I'm like on stage now, um, and it has been this way for a while, I kind of just like, I try to just like, I try to just bring out this like person inside of me that I wish was there all the time. You know, um, it's like this person that like feels, feels right. You know, that I could just like conquer anything if I want to, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm super confident and, you know, and not how I am outside of music, you know? So I think like, I think like, I think a lot less about, influence and stuff like that when I'm on stage now and a lot more of just like that inner person in here, you know, and I think everybody should do that eventually. You know what I mean? Like you should just get up there and fucking vibe, you know, do you like come into your feeling. And then when you go to record, you know, try to set the setting up to do the same thing, you know, to, to bring that person out of you you know, and, and do what you want. I mean, I hope that answered the question, you know? Oh yeah. You know, a hundred percent did because like, I, I remember I, I had a friend that told me to do like the same, same thing when I was first like sort of learning. It was mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's like, I really want to go for like this style or sort of like emulate this person in a way when I want to like performing, like, nah, just do you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like you, you have everything. to, yeah. Cause you have to have like an idea in your head. But, like, at the end of the day, man, like, I don't know. I got a couple things, dude, that I do. A, I loved professional wrestling when I was a kid. You know, I still love it. I'll always love it. So, people like The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin, those are, like, some of my biggest influences for my, like, personality on stage. 
Um, and then like, you know, and so, and also like, I like, I like working out in the gym. I like the feeling that I get from like being active, you know, I'm not by any means the most fit guy, but I, I try like my hardest, you know what I mean? To like, to, to, it keeps me like sane, you know? Um, and so like, I think about all of those things, you know, and have thought about those things to like, to get to who I am on stage now mixed with all the people that I mentioned, you know, and the bands that I mentioned that I draw influence from. And so, you know, but the same thing can be said about anything you do in your life or I do in my life. It's all a collection of influences from everything else that you've, you know, and all those experiences that you've taken in, in your life, they contribute to like who you are as a person, all of that same stuff contributes to who I am. Like on the stage, it's just about being loose, being yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, have an equal amount of, you know, aggression, aggression in one hand, love in the other, you know what I mean? And just like being yourself. And that's like, really what I try to do now is just be my authentic self, man. You know, cause like too many times I've worked a fucking job, man, where I couldn't be my authentic self. You know, I'm having to be somebody else man. <laughs> fucking tired of being somebody else, man. I just want to be me. You know, I just want to be me and, and that's it, you know? And so like, I think as long as everybody on stage, you know, you're doing that and you're being respectful, obviously, you know, you're thinking about being respectful and not being an idiot, you know, um, you know, it'll, it'll work out, you know, but like, you know, you gotta be yourself. That's like the number one thing. And, and it's, man, it's only until this past tour, dude, that I've like come into my own on some things, you know, like, I mean, it's just the truth. Like, you know, I usually hug my mic stand, you know, a lot of the time I'm hugging my mic stand because I can't fucking feel my feet. I'm so nervous, you know, I'm like petrified, you know, um, but it, it's, it's like, you know, um, on this past tour, I know this is like aside from the point kind of, but you know, on this, on this, uh, past tour, I got to do like, um, I got to do some guest vocals during one of my favorite hardcore bands, Terror. Um, oh, wow. they're one of the bands that got me into like hardcore, uh, and like, I've always loved, yeah, I've always loved them. Uh, and Scott Vogel is like a huge influence, like as far as like, just like positivity and like his like stage banter, like everything is just like so amazing top tier and, um, seeing them every night really inspired me, like truly inspired me. And, uh, I got to do, um, corpse grinders part in, uh, can't help but hate um on a bunch of shows and uh that was the first time that i've gone out and kind of done vocals on the stage with no mic stand like normally i have my mic stand you know but i didn't have it so it like dude it was like it was like a video game and i unlocked a new level <laughs> i literally unlocked a new fucking level because the rest of the fucking the rest of the tour I was like 50 50 with my mic stand and just walking around the fucking stage. And then I realized, holy shit, like I stay much cooler when I move around on stage than when I just stay in the same spot. How fucked up and weird is that? <laughs> um, but like, you know, like that's like, 
that's like coming into my own, you know, and trying to like really have fun and loosen up and not be so worried and so anxious on stage. And, you know, it's the same with Chris and Mike and Sam, like they're moving around now constantly. They got wireless systems so they can do that now. <laughs> but like, um, you know, it's all about coming into yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and just like being, being like being you and like unapologetic, just like being you on stage and being you when you're doing your vocals and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's really like what I've focused on for the longest fucking time, man, is just trying to do that, you know, not try to be like somebody else, you know, but like look at what somebody else does and be like, what makes them so confident that they can move around like that and do that and stuff? Cause like when you're feeling a lot of anxiety, you get tired way faster. Like if you're full of adrenaline and you're ready to go and stuff like you can move forever. It feels like, but the second you start worrying and you start letting that anxiety in, it's hard to function. Yeah. You know it's I mean? Your blood pressure, like all sorts of stuff. And you're just like, you're just like glued to the stage or glued to your seat, you know? And so like, I've just, you know, for, for a while now, I've just been trying to like unlock that level where I can fucking get into it a little bit more and not be so worried and so stuck to my spot or so, you know, so like reliant on my mic stand and stuff like that. And so like, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, it all ties back into just being yourself, you know, with your vocals and with you. So I hope, you know, you, you know, hope you do that yeah i, yeah, I think it's, you did the right thing though i think like the whole terror situation like you know when you, you're forced to not have your mic stand like i think with any sort of cases of anxiety when you're like nervous to do something and you're forced to you know conquer your fears i think that is when you like i said you level up you get a new perk that's like yeah 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 it's the realest shit to it. too it's the realest shit too i mean like i don't know i i don't i don't really get into the whole like because you know i mean I deal with a lot of anxiety and stuff, you know, um, and I, I am absolutely nobody to tell anybody else, you know, how to deal with what they got going on. Um, all you could do is like share your experience, you know? Um, and for me, I'm the type of person like, you know, that exposure really helps me. You know, it was like that when I, 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 w I went to college, like um, I'm still in college technically uh, just haven't been able to finish this very last class um because of touring so much but um you know i went to i started going to school in 2017 so like uh you know at a at a at an older age you know i was in class with like kids you know and like you know i felt so much anxiety having to get up and speak and stuff in front of like kids you know fucking zoomers you know, I'm like, fuck, man, these kids probably think I'm a fucking giant idiot, you know, um, but like getting put in front of it, I realized like I could do it more, you know, I could do it. I could do more of it. I could do better. I, you know, it forced me to like get over my anxiety. You know, I had no choice at that point. <laughs> I mean, I was literally I paid for the fucking classes. I, <laughs> I had no choice. I had to get the fuck up there and there is no I couldn't do it. You know, it was this is it. It forced me to. And I think that was probably the first awakening for me, you know, where I had leveled up the first time, you know, I leveled up the first time in school and I was like, OK, I can do this because I mean, man, I was sweating bullets beforehand. I was so nervous about getting up. I'd play shows, you know, but like couldn't 
couldn't get up in front of a class and talk, you know, because I just felt like I don't know how it was different, but it was. Yeah, presentation <laughs> and, uh, is so much. <laughs> yeah, so it it helped me like it helped me level up that way, and then on stage, you know little things happen and I start talking more because dude when frozen soul started I didn't fucking talk to anybody on stage I didn't say anything like it was literally like I'm just gonna be like fucking mean death metal and then I realized like first of all that's not me I'm a fucking dork so I gotta be a dork I gotta I gotta talk like that's just me like I can't get away from that um but I realized like all of that like silent but deadly shit was just my anxiety seeping through my skin, you know, keeping me from like having fun, you know? And so I started letting that up, you know, level up, level up, level up. And then this tour, it's like, I just hit the no, threshold. prestige now. <laughs> yeah. Like now's where I just like, I got on stage with fucking Scott Bold. Okay. I'm leveled. <laughs> I'm up there. Now we can work on the end game. <laughs> you no, know, super awesome to uh, man. Yeah, it was it was fucking fun, man. It was awesome, but you know, yeah, it's uh, it was it was great, man. But yeah, being yourself and stuff, it, it's all cool to like go through your you know influences and stuff. But you know, and to pay like love to that and everything. But like, just get up there. You love fucking death metal. You love hardcore. You do that. That's it. Just be you and do that. You know, no, much respect to that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, um, I wanted to ask about as well. Um, on the new album, it's like evident. That there's like a lot of 80s horror influence i don't know if that was intentional but like you know there's like synths in there as well like you know sort of like soundtracks that remind me of stuff like i don't know evil dead and nightmare yeah. on elm street and stuff and even like the morbid effigy video like you know is it just reminds me of that style like something that we haven't seen for quite a while you know yeah. a lot of bands do the you know the the gent in a warehouse thing and which is cool but like i think you guys brought like a level of authenticity back to that um, was that something that you you guys like horror fans? Is that something what what brought into it, or is it just something that you know musically came to you? Yeah, I mean, like we we all love horror movies. We're also a huge fan of like synthwave and like uh, you know um, dark wave and you know all that stuff, power pop, all that all that stuff that's out there floating around. Like we're fans of it, whether it's like synthwave like perturbator magic sword or like you know drab majesty and choir boy you know uh twin tribes and stuff like that um like we like a lot of that stuff and i'm a huge fan of john carpenter um huge fan of the thing um it's one of my all-time favorite movies top three uh you know and uh yeah i mean there's two songs on the record that are all about the thing uh it's frozen soul and assimilator um and it's technically one song it's just split up on the record um but it's one song and it's frozen soul the assimilator um and it's naming the thing frozen frozen soul so like it's like uh you know with doing stuff like that and the fact that all of our music and stuff has since even in the even on the other record you know uh our music videos all have this like killer called the wraith of death and it like it's all like you know 80s you know 90s horror early 90s late 80s early 90s horror movie like inspired and stuff like that um you know i mean it's it's huge we're we're big fans so you know um especially like you know for me uh aside from like horror movies i'm like a big sci-fi guy too 
I love sci-fi. I love the aliens movies, oh, predator movie. Favorite. Yeah. You know, I love Lord of the Rings. I love like, you know, game of Thrones. I love like, you know, I played EverQuest. you know, a lot, uh, back in the day, which is an MMO. Like, and I played world of Warcraft and Diablo, you know, gaming and movies and stuff is like, is a part of like literally everyone in this band's life, you know? And it's like, you know, it kind of goes back to the vocal stuff. Like, it's like, man, you, you have got to try to be yourself, you know, you've got to be yourself and you've got to like, you've got to put you into anything that you do, you know? And, um, you know, if there's, if there's one thing that I've learned in doing this for so many years, you know, it's just like, just be you, be you and put you into it a hundred percent. And that's just what we've done. So it made, it, it was no exception when writing the new record, it, you know, the only exception to this record is, is we have to do it better. You know, like we have to put more of ourselves into it, you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, you can hear it all over the place. The synth, you know, we're super lucky with that synth too, because we, our friend James, you know, in, in, uh, in the, the synth wave band, uh, Ghost, he, he's from Texas. He lives like in East Texas. So I've known him forever. And like we've played, our bands have played shows together, like hardcore shows and stuff, you know, since like before 2000, I don't know, like 2010, 2009 or something like that. It's a long ass time, you know? So, um, you know, linking up with him was just perfect, you know? And then we have our friend Eric from Play Gears. Um, he did a lot of the synths on um, Crypt of Ice. He did, uh, he did the Arsenal sample and then the uh the godzilla style sample destruction sample before atomic winter he did some others too that we ended up not going with but like you know it's like we just we got to do stuff like that man because like that stuff is a huge influence on our lives and i love telling a story you know mm -hmm. i love watching stories i love reading stories i love playing stories you know what i mean so it's like we had we all do so we had to put that in the record and you know, I think like if you get the vinyl and you spin that shit front to back, you'll see it because like the way the songs go into each other, I honestly feel bad for anybody who listens to that on streaming because you do not get the same feel like it was not meant to be heard streaming on fucking Spotify. It was meant for you to put the record in a record player and play it front to back. And when you do that, you'll see a whole new beast of a record because the way the synths usher in all the songs, it's seamless. It's seamless. Like yeah, they the go vinyl. into each other. <laughs> they go into each other. Like the way assimilator goes into best serve cold is the best fucking thing we've ever is one of the best thing transitions we've ever done. You know, um, like when the way death or glory or, or death and glory ends and goes straight into the sample for morbid effigy, you can't hear that. Like you just can't do that with streaming. Like, like we wrote it to be like a big, kind of like a big movie score, you know? Um, so, you know, and the, even the way annihilation goes into glacial domination, like you kind of can hear it in the music video, um, but you can't hear it when you listen to it on streaming you know uh because they're not one song because really annihilation i've listened to that song so much because i love it <laughs> so so we had to separate it on the record but like yeah man like um 
like the the sense and stuff like it's it's exactly what you think it is you know it's all based on the movies that we love whether it's you know the fucking never-ending story or it's nightmare on elm street and the thing you know it's like it's like those kind of adventures you know and stuff like that whether they're like for horror or fantasy or sci-fi or action like it it all drives us and so like we have the different emotions set up through the record to kind of help bring in the, the next song and stuff you know and like really help with that experience so glad you noticed that you know you, that you like you all like this stuff with the synth because yeah uh, we're yeah, pretty but, nerdy ourselves to be fair like we love it is horror and love movies and love games and stuff so like oh, those yeah. kind of details we do love <laughs> yeah oh like, yeah me me and brad are like pretty big like i'm getting like some i'm getting a balrog tattooed on my chest eventually oh fuck yeah so like a massive like mate i've got so many ideas for it but like um yeah like me and brad both love all that fantasy and and sci-fi like i think it's because i i was always a nerd and like me and brad didn't know each other when we were younger but like i think we liked all the same stuff yeah but i was always just like a bit of a bit of a nerd and just a bit of a shut-in and that was just like massive escapism for me like I used to just oh, yeah. always just like just watch them and just be glued to it. Oh um, yeah. So like that that stuff I always whenever I hear it I really appreciate it because like it reminds me of all the old horror movies I would watch like late at night. Yeah. And, like be shitting myself over. Or, like, <laughs> yeah. Or like you know like never like never ending story when like uh you know like just hearing st- that old like sim sound and just sims in general just it's like. Even yeah. if it doesn't sound like that, it just brings me back to something like that from my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's that kind of stuff that makes you, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. So, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah like, I think as well, on the point of that as well, like, you know, you're saying that you wanted to become like your more authentic self, like, instead of being like the, you know, kind of quiet death metal guy on stage. I think that, like, nerdy self probably resonates more with, like, a lot of the fans as well, because, like, as much as people in the metal community might want to think that, oh, yeah, I'm that guy, just the edgy guy in the edge of the bar that doesn't say anything, just gives the, you know, a smoldering look, like, that's not us at all, like, we're all pretty nerd and we're all into most of the same things, I'd say, like, we like, we like comic books and we like superheroes and we like 80s horror, so I think, like, it's great that you're doing that, I think, like, people will definitely resonate more with that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, definitely. I definitely relate on the, the game and stuff as well. Because I've been like, I've got, I, I, I don't really talk about it on the podcast a lot, but I've got a concept album that I've been trying to write that's based off a God of War map. And it's just a singular God of War map. <laughs> really? I remember playing it and I was there, like, it popped into my head. I was like, I've got an idea. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just been in there, like, until I can get it out. And I'm like, I've been working on it, but I'm like, just, you know, until something's a real thing, you just, it won't stop like clattering around in your head. Yeah. I've just been sat there being like, this is going to be the best. Fuck yeah. I want to ask as well, like, where, where did the, the idea for like the coldness and the iciness and like, you know, the kind of aesthetics of Frozen Soul, um, where did that come from? I mean, we just kind of fell into, doing all the uh, aesthetic stuff. Uh, But in general, man, like, um, you know, in the band, like, you know, we deal with a lot of like, as individuals, like, you know, and it's the same with almost everyone on the face of this planet. Like we deal with a lot of like stress and, 
you know, and depression and, you know, figuring stuff out um, internally. And it's just, it just makes sense, man. Life is, can be fucking cold, man. And, you know, life, people um, in general, everything can be cold. And so, you know, I mean, it just, it just made sense, you know, frozen soul made sense as a name, you know, and, uh, and it's not a depressing thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, how do we overcome this thing? You know, like, how do we like keep pushing forward, you know, and, and, you know, this is how we do it, you know? And so, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that was just natural, you know, real natural. Let me, I need to plug my laptop in really quick, yeah, okay? Because yeah, no it's going to die. I thought a full charge would get me through this, but... <laughs> not i've absolutely killed my uh my 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 laptop charger from having it charged all, right. all the time from like with the podcast and everything like that so all right i'm back there we go also then so we got we do have one more question for you um yeah so if it was the zombie apocalypse and yeah. you were just surrounded by your band members who would you be most reliant on and who would you be least reliant on this is the one. This is the one we're always Fuck. like. This is gonna cause arguments in the practice. Yeah. People, <laughs> people, people even like savage out the bandmates all this, but oh, I don't know. But I guess everyone would be reliable. Um, <laughs> uh, man. Um, hmm. Okay. Most reliant. Matt, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. It got it went awkwardly. Like, <laughs> no, I hear some background noise, but it went silent. <laughs> no background noise. I was like, wait a minute. It's because like so, we just like focus in when we've got our headphones in, so we just like lock in for some reason. <laughs> so I'd say most reliant would probably be Matt. Mm. Um. So we have a term for Matt in our band. Uh, we call him Rathew. And uh, we also call him our golden retriever. And no matter what, Matt's there for you. you he's a good you, boy. You, he's, he, is, he is the best boy. He's the best dude, the best <laughs> friend I could ever ask for. You know, he, he, man, when I got into a wreck, when we were like filming Wrecking Ball, uh, the, the live stream from like 2020, um, I fucking like totaled my car essentially. And it was in the shop for like a month and a half getting constant work done. He literally picked me up every day to like go to the gym with me and to like do all sorts of stuff. Like, and this was like, you know, in the, in the pandemic, like he was like, when, when I needed to go anywhere, he was there, you know? Um, but it's the same with on the road. Matt's there for anybody who needs him. You need something from Matt, he will drop what he's doing and he'll take care of it. You know, and like 
that's that's you know that's 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 what you need when you're in a zombie apocalypse you know he's the guy you need to make a supply run that he can go do it he needs a tiny guy he can get through places that other people can't get through you know he can probably get around quieter um you know me uh me michael and chris are all bigger guys um so like sometimes as a big dude it's hard to get around and not make a lot of noise so you know it's matt matt's matt's the matt's the go-to guy um and i'd say for for a zombie apocalypse the person i'd probably like not rely on for stuff like that would be sam um mainly just because like sam has like sam has like her strengths which are like needed at the camp, you know, like getting shit done and organizing things. And like, she's like meticulous with that stuff. She runs a tattoo shop. So like, I wouldn't need to like, if I was trying to like rely on somebody to get something or do something, I would send Matt, you know what I mean? But Sam would be like handling behind the scenes stuff taking care of business and making sure everyone else is good. You know what I mean? So I would be, I would be more leaning towards Matt to go take care of shit and fucking run the, run the, run the fucking grocery store, the rundown zombie infested grocery stores and stuff. That would be, Matt would do that shit in a heartbeat. So yeah. I respect. So you got like a full, a full schematic plans. Oh yeah. I love it. I, I, I I could think about that shit all day. Um, (laughs) You know, and then oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the first time we asked that, I remember I went. I was like in band practice the day after, like no, the day after the episode dropped. And like I remember walking in and I could feel the energy different. And like <laughs> I was there, like I was like walking in. I was like, yeah, guys. And he's there, like they're like, right. So who is it? I'm like, what are you? Who's most <laughs> and who's least? And I, was, I was like, going, why are you putting me on the spot like this? It was just a question on the podcast. We went, we want to know who's who's the most and who's the least. I was like, well, it's Danny the most. <laughs> I've already fought it through. <laughs> yeah. I am on. But yeah, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. It's been uh, mad yeah, having man. you. Like, again, we're, sure. we're massive fans of you guys and we're Thanks, super dude. stoked to see you at Bloodstock this year. On the Thursday as well, like, you know. Probably the first band that we're going to be raging, so we'll rage the hardest for you guys. I'm running yeah. to the tent. I'm running. Yeah, to running to the tent first. First. Yeah, one. I'm stoked because I heard that um like Thursday like there's not like a lot of bands playing or something like that. So I can't remember. I I think for Bloodstock they said like it's almost like a pre-show or something kind of thing that we're playing. I don't know, but a bunch of people told uh told me that it's like one of the most insane days because everyone's already there. Yeah, there's oh, no yeah. bands like, clashing or anything. So like, like, there's there no clashing. So they're like, it's gonna be fucking crazy. It always is, and I'm I'm fucking stoked. I can't wait. I mean, I'm stoked to just play in general. I never thought I'd get to do that. Oh yeah, everyone's like super fresh on that Thursday too. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's like everyone just goes nuts. Um, it's normally about like the Sunday. I noticed the tr- st- strategically planned like a little bit more chill bands towards the end of the festival. <laughs> yeah. Because of <laughs> that, like, everyone's going to be fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, like, I, I, I'm I, honestly going to run into that tent, man. I, I oh, honestly yeah. can't wait. I'm stoked. Make sure uh, make sure we can uh, message me or something. Let's link up and stuff that day. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll buy you a beer for sure. Yeah, because I think the next day, I'm pretty positive, like, we leave that next day or we leave that night. 
Um, like, I don't think we're staying beyond that day as much as I fucking wish we could. Uh, but I know we have like a lot of festivals and a lot of ground to cover in between the festivals. And we're doing like, um, we're doing, uh, yeah, we're doing a whole bunch of, uh, a whole bunch of club shows and stuff in between. So. Yeah, we'll definitely go for a bit and uh well we'll just have one who don't want to have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, totally down to get a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not gonna get drunk. <laughs> yes. Well yeah. uh, one place I always recommend as well, if you ever do like like any other tours, uh, I always recommend Boom as a venue. Just okay. old DIY punk venue in Leeds. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best like venues in Leeds. I've got I've seen so many bands there. So oh, I always yeah. recommend to every band I interview. You ever get the chance play a boom because everyone there lovely it's great oh that's awesome fuck yeah hell yeah that'd be great i'm not also, sure they're, they're we're playing great. a whole bunch of different places out there so i don't know but i know like i know i i want to say we're with converge oh sweet oh. yeah sweet. i, I want to say we're with converge in the days we're in the uk some of the days like three or four so uh i know they'll be probably like slightly bigger places but uh man i would fucking love to play like a fucking small punk hardcore venue out there oh, man. and it's, see what it's, it's like it's just a sweat it's like a sweat box in the <laughs> but like it's, so, oh, yeah. it's such a great venue man honestly oh, every, yeah. every band that i interview i'm like you've got to do a show there because it, oh yeah it's, it's unbelievable Every stage is a fucking sweat box that I step on. It doesn't matter if the room is a 12 by 12 or it's like a 4,000 cap room. I'm sweating my fucking ass off on stage. <laughs> Insane. But yeah. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks no, for thank having you. me. Man, it's been great talking to you. Like we yeah, said, for sure. Been massive fans. So we're really looking forward to this one. So yeah, awesome, it's been man. great, man. Oh, yeah. Keep in touch, guys. Yeah, Definitely, for man. sure, man. And uh, all the best. Right, Take care. Oh, yeah, man. Peace.